Welcome back to another episode of Hey Alexa. Today I have Rachel Goss, who is a ICF certified interdynamic coach. And today we're going to talk all about her journey to be where she is today and talking about self-growth and self-love. Hi, Rachel. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you, Alexa. And yourself? Good. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, I appreciate it. I've been looking forward to having our conversation. I'm honored to be here. Thank you. Where are you calling from? I'm actually calling from the Netherlands, but I'm actually from the UK. Okay, very cool. I always love talking to people from like other countries. Not that I don't like talking to people in the US, but it's just so fun, like <laughs> how you how you can do this, like from a completely other side of the world. Yeah, that's the great thing about technology these days, right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> very much so. Um, so you're an inner dynamic coach. Can you tell yeah. us like a little bit about what that is? And then also we can start with your journey and how you got there. So an inner dynamic coach is very much um, with a focus on going inward and mm -hmm. looking at the different parts of yourself because we're not, we might be this one body, but we're actually kind of made up of different parts of ourselves um, that make us the whole. And with an inner journey, with inner dynamics, we look at those dynamics and you get to meet the different parts of yourself um, and have conversation actually with these different parts. Um, and it's um, a way to really get to know yourself, which I'm a great advocate of, about yeah. getting to know who you really are, not the the false self, shall, shall we call it, the ego. Nothing wrong with the ego, but when we live too much in the ego and we <laughs> identify too much with the ego, then that's really where our suffering comes from. So within yeah. the dynamics, I help people to really find out who they are beneath think, all the layers. Yeah. I think that's so cool because it is so important. We are like, you have different parts of yourself. And if you only know a part of yourself, you're not going to fully love yourself. Correct. Yeah. So I think that's really cool. How did you, was there like a coaching? I mean, a, like a, you said you're certified. So like, how did that happen? Like, how did you become certified? So, um, really it all started back when I lost my, my job. Um, and I had also at the same time was going through, I just lost one of my best friends to cancer. Um, and a couple of years before that, I'd lost my stepfather. And so there was a lot of loss that I was having in my life at that around yeah. like this short period of time. And it, within the work that I'd been doing, it was very much around um, leading customer service departments, project management, change management. So and very so different. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I'd always, the one truth within all of it was about being and leading people um and helping people and so really that's how i came to look at thinking hey how about coaching as something as a next step for me because i really at this point didn't want to go back into what we call the corporate world right. um for me i it had it had naturally even though i hadn't expected it it had come to a natural end for me and it was at that moment that i realized okay what do i want to do for myself and so that's really where I then took up and investigated into different coaching companies. I did my in, my life my life coaching and my inner dynamic coaching through the INLP Center in America. Mm -hmm. um, but I then went on and did the ICF um, 
certified coaching um, purely as a kind of an extra added on and because it's well recognized um yeah the IC certification yeah um when was this was this like during covid was this before this was before this was back in 2018 okay so you've been doing this for quite a few years now so yeah i mean the train whilst i was coaching learning to coach and doing the inner dynamic coaching etc they were all sort of one after another um i did have and coached people along the way but i seriously got more into it and took it on as as a as my profession shall we call it um from 2020 i lose track of time these days yeah i know right (laughs) yeah doesn't even feel like it's already 22. no feels like 2020 just happened yeah i know it's just almost two years now yeah just speeding up this time it's so crazy okay so you got to like really do a lot of this right before covid which kind of helped but were you doing it online already or were you in person with your clients no i've done everything online well that's nice so you didn't have to like have this whole like just transition all of a sudden no no it was um right from the beginning because i think because of the situation i'm in being that i live in the netherlands Mm -hmm. i do speak Dutch, um, but not fluently. Okay. And I've never felt completely comfortable, certainly doing this work where you're talking with people and it's on an emotional level. Um that I I I'm I feel more comfortable doing it in my own language and not okay. doing it in Dutch. And therefore it was already for me a step to um do it online because then I could reach more people speaking right. English. So where are your primary like clients? Actually, from uh, Canada the, and the US, um, okay. I've had some from England, from Sweden. Um, so yeah, primarily actually the Canada and the States. Very cool. Yeah, that's that's fun. That's cool. That's great. Um, have yeah. you like been to the US at all? Yes, years ago I used to be a flight <laughs> attendant for uh, Virgin Atlantic. <laughs> And so my main trips were all to the States. Um, so oh, yes, okay. I'm very familiar with it. Yeah. <laughs> very cool. Um, <laughs> what made you move to the Netherlands? Oh, well, you know, one of those typical stories for love. <laughs> um, but unfortunately it didn't um, work out after four and a half years, um, we split up. But in the in that four and a half years, I did have my second son, and um, that's why I stayed in the in the Netherlands okay. to continue to raise my children, so that they didn't have to um, have to have all the upheaval and move again. So um, I understand. Yeah. And I you am- probably created a life too there because you were there for so long. Yeah, I've been here for nineteen years now, but okay. I am now at the verge of thinking maybe it's time to go back at least to the uk for a while um just to be back with family it's it's yeah. been a long time yeah i understand that so how did you decide to become an inner dynamic coach like compared to a life coach a health coach all the different coaching where did you have like like an epiphany like how did that come to be um it was through um, the INLP center that where I'd done my life coaching and they were offering okay. this in dynamic coaching that was relatively new. We were the first ones to to sign up, me and the other women who applied for it. 
Um, and we went on our own journey. And it was how the trainer described it um, is really what intrigued me because it was about going deeper um, than just your average coaching, which is, right. it's not the same as if you're having you know a coach that you would get maybe from your place of work and they're talking about your goals and talking about, you know, what you need to maybe change um, to be able to perform better at work. This is right. much more going in on an emotional level. And so through that, um, it was like another deepening layer for me of my trans my own personal transformation and was a real awakening um, to more of me. And so it was something that on a deeper level, I must have intuitively known it was something for me. Um, and now that's what I do for other people. I hold this space for people to be able to feel comfortable enough to go into those places that maybe they've never really met with themselves. Um, yeah. And to really go back um, and it's not that you go back and sit in an emotion, but you go back and observe um, something that has happened that you've got a particular belief around or a particular perception mm -hmm. of how it went. And then by re-examining it as the adult and looking at it as an observer, um, you get to have a different perception. And if you have a different perception, you get a different reality. Okay. Very cool. So you kind of got to go on your own journey yes. as you were training. So you got to yes. kind of do it for yourself. So you saw that it worked and then yes. got to bring that to new clients. Yeah. I mean, I'd done already a lot of inner work myself, mm -hmm. um, but this was, this was just an, um, another, like I said, deepening. Um, and it was, it was actually the, a real moment when I got in contact with what I would, what we, what is known in the transformational world that you're in a child. Um, okay. and for me having that conversation with my, my, my younger aspect of me was, was how I found actually compassion for myself and started to really understand what loving me was all about. I love that. Um, what, so like, what are some of like, if someone wants to become a client, what can they expect? Like, what are some of your, um, like techniques you do, or like, what are some of the different things they can expect? So what they could expect is to, um, be able to look at themselves in a way that possibly they've never actually really done before to be able to go to those places that have hurt them and be able to release the emotional charge that is attached to some form of um, memory. So but it's not like therapy because therapy is very much about going back into the past and hanging around there and and doing a lot of work around that i'm going back and helping them to observe it from a from a new perspective to be able to look at 
and say to themselves what they needed to hear and then be able to take action um, moving forward on how to get themselves um, in a new place rather than continuing to circle um, and be in um, you know these cycles where they think that they are managing and dealing with stuff but in actual fact they've just hopped from one issue and made another issue <laughs> um, yeah they just keep going around the actual core um the core wound maybe that's what we can call it um they they circle it uh, yeah. rather than actually just observe what actually you know what happened and it, it's a, it's very much about self-acceptance mm -hmm. because it's not accepting that whatever was done if it was done by somebody else that that is okay because it's not never has been never will be it's about accepting the truth of what happened and then being able to um say yes i was hurt in this situation but now as the adult what can i do as i'm moving forward how can i relook at this situation and see what it gave me in a in a you know in a positive light mm -hmm. because with every negative there is always a positive we just right. have to look for it for sure um, so it's very much changing people's mindset um and helping them to change their limiting beliefs so for like someone that let's say let's say i'm a client and i'm coming to you and so how are they looking from like kind of like the outside is it like a hypnosis type of thing or are you guys just talking about a situation and then they kind of talk it back like as if they were on the outside so like how does that no work? so um i will get them to be in a in a relaxed state mm -hmm. just by helping them to you know to slow down their breathing um and just get them to to feel very calm and scan their body we go in with a particular intention okay. um and with that particular intention, as they're scanning their body, I ask them to feel anything that is coming up. Um, maybe they feel, I don't know, a slight pain in their chest or they feel a bit of anxiety, whatever mm -hmm. that might be for them. They yeah. might have a headache um, or they feel pressure in their front of their, from their forehead or they've got um, a funny twitch that's happening in their back. It can be <laughs> anything. Everybody is individual. But that is your body speaking to you and it knows right. the intention that you're going in with. And so at that point, we then tune in to that part of their body and we have a conversation. We ask this part to, um, I help them to bring it out so that they are kind of in their imagination. They are looking at it outside of them and they're able to look at it. Now that could be, for some people, it comes as a shape. Some people, it comes as a color. For some people, it comes as them as themselves as a little girl or a little boy or um it appears as something like a cartoon character it i've had all sorts <laughs> um and then we we talk with this this part of it because it is a part of themselves and so that's what we end up doing so i'm helping them to connect with their body to come out of their head um and then to be able to not dissociate, but to be able to um, to look at themselves objectively, mm -hmm. this part of them that is, is 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 that is showing up, and from there, 
we then go on a journey because what will happen then is that will start to lead us into whatever direction their psyche wants to take them okay fascinating how for everybody it's you know i've been up mountains i've been in cabins um (laughs) we've been back to all you know to, to to memories where they can see and, and it's jumping from all, all over the place, different memories that people have had. My own personal, most of the time when I've experienced it, mine have all been Disney characters. Why? I don't know. But <laughs> they've all been Disney characters that pop up. And I, as well as some of the ones where I see myself, and maybe I'm, I was dressed in old clothing um, and I'm looking very sad and it's in a very dark corner. Um, and that's just the way my my psyche wants to, com- you know, to communicate with yeah. me. That was a time of my life when I was maybe, you know, not going through the best of periods. Um, and so, yeah, for everybody that's different. So, and it's something that you remember because an imagination is really a memory. Right. Whether you've created it yourself right here and now or whether it was a memory from the past a memory is just something that you hold in your psyche right right see like, i feel like i have a good imagination but sometimes i can't picture things so like i'd be afraid like i wouldn't actually be able to like feel like the pain and see it in like something like, if i was a client yeah but most of the time um there will always be something, even if there's nothing, that is something, right? True. So if someone says, I don't see anything, I say, okay, so what does, what does that anything look like? And then they'll actually start describing what it is that they think that they're not seeing. <laughs> oh, but they're actually seeing it. They just don't realize it's something. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. Sound, it's, it's very cool. Yeah. What and you it's, do. Just, it's just taking, taking, um, taking time and usually when you try to do these things yourself you will distract yourself you will your mind will start having a conversation with you and telling you why you can't do it and maybe i need to go and put the washing on or maybe i need to go and make dinner or (laughs) whatever the excuses are and then you get yourself out but when you're in a one-to-one um then you're there for a purpose right you you know it on some level and so and I'm, I'm, you know, that's what my, that's what my role is. That's what I've found is my gift is that I'm able to help people um, using my voice, using my presence, um, having compassion and making them feel very comfortable and safe to yeah. be able to relax enough that, and, and giving them the time. I always say to them, there's no rush here. You know, we're not like, okay, we've got to like get this done within 10 minutes and then uh, move on to the next thing. No. Um yeah, it's it's having the patience with people, and that's something yeah. that I I have. Well, that's good. Then you're in the right job, <laughs> a right career. Yeah, yeah, I just know that it's something that is so worthwhile. I've changed my. Yeah. It's not just through the inner dynamics, but that has played a great part. But I have really, I was somebody who had um, a, a very unhealthy relationship with myself. I had for me everything was about self-rejection and now i'm in a place of self-acceptance um and i can truly and honestly look at myself today in the mirror and stand looking look at my eyes and say rachel i love you and i mean it's amazing yeah 
And I think that's also what will make people want to come to you like as a coach is because you've experienced it. Mm. You're not just someone that had some training and then are just telling people like kind of like what you based off what you learned, like you've actually fully experienced it, which I think is really what makes somebody truly like helpful or able to be the best at what they do. Yeah. And I mean, when I say that I love and accept myself, of course, there are still parts of me that I struggle with. Of course. Um, but I know that when I'm rejecting them, that I'm actually causing my own suffering. I, I know that there is that every part of me, even though some parts I still struggle with, without them, I'm not complete. I'm not mm -hmm. whole. And so we live in a world of duality and we have that duality within us. But, you know, love and fear go hand in hand. But it's what we choose to focus on. Yeah. And where we put our attention that is what we're in control of. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm sometimes still quite like amazed that, you know, there was a time when I would look in the mirror and I would hate what I looked, what I, what was looking back at me. I would yeah. have um, just an inner dialogue of abuse. And that moment of realization of just how bad it had become. Yeah. Was when I was just out shopping one day, going clothes shopping in my mid thirties. And I, I had gone around the shop and I'd picked up a few clothes and I was walking towards the changing room. And as I was walking towards the changing room, I started to feel a bit, my hands were clammy. Mm -hmm. um, I started to feel a bit no, you know, nausea. And I got to the changing room and I stopped and I just froze because I had an image in my head of me stood looking at myself in the mirror and having these abusive words splattered all over it to the point that I actually couldn't see me, but yeah. I could feel me. I could feel the pain, the hurt, the tears rolling down my, my cheeks because I knew that every time I looked in the mirror, it was like, visiting hell it was like a living nightmare and so I just stopped and I turned around and I started to put all the clothes back and as I was walking back and I was like Rachel really is this how bad your relationship has got with yourself it's it's yeah. it's messed up and I realized that I was avoiding myself to protect myself from myself yeah and avoidance taught me that day that you need to you need to change your ways because this is going in the wrong direction and i knew then that i needed to commit to exchanging self-rejection for self-acceptance yeah and it's hard at first like eventually you maybe can start to get used to it once you've gotten the hang of it but it it's not easy like i was talking to someone and it's like the same situation. Like I will have more self or not self. I'll have more compassion for you. Let's say you have a bad headache and you can't work today. And you're telling me and it's like, I'll have all this compassion for you. Like I'll understand. And I'll be like, you need to relax. But if the roles were reversed and I was doing it about myself, I would feel guilty about not working. And it's like the same thing. And 
like you need to almost think of yourself as a friend. Yes. But it's not it easy is, to do. No, no, it's not. Um, I mean, through this journey, I actually found an enormous amount of compassion for myself and then for others that until I started out on that journey, I never realized I had. And mm -hmm. I was able then to be the best friend to the parts of me that needed to have a best friend. Um, yeah. And that was very much also around the time when, you know, my best friend had died. And so she wasn't there for me, you know, as she had always been for the last 26 years. Um, and there was even more of a pull then, well, you know, Rachel, you need to be your own best friend now. Yeah. You've got to rely, you've got to be, be, be there for you. Um, and so, you know, there's, yeah, it, it's, it's been a, a beautiful journey, a hard oh. one at times, yes. but it's been a beautiful journey. Yeah. I couldn't see it being any other thing than beautiful. If you think about it, I mean, eventually, obviously at times it's hard and horrible, but it ends up being such a beautiful thing. Yeah. Well, Absolutely. I actually have a question. So kind of back to what we were talking about a, a little bit ago, when you're saying when you're with a client and you're going in with this intention, so is the intention like something you want to fix? Like maybe it was like a part of your childhood that you had a bad relationship with family and it, it's like kind of hurt you ever since. So is that like the intention or what's the intention each time? The intention is totally individual um it depends on what the person what, what it is that they are having difficulties with yeah um so your example um i wouldn't use the word fix because i'm a great believer that we are we are whole we just don't realize it um we've just um we just need to be able to be the more self-aware we become the more we're able to see um uh the truth of what really is happening because we only ever really have a slice of truth and it's mm -hmm. our individual truth it's not the whole truth um and so we might think we need to be fixed but for me that's also a way of how we've learned to talk to ourselves yeah and it's like you know no let, let's correct that let's think about what we're saying here because to say that you need, you, know, you there's something I need to fix would suggest that you're broken and you're not. That's a perception that you have, but it's not um, an accurate one because there are maybe another th you know, 359 other perspectives that you can have yeah. that would all give you a different look on, is it really broken? Is it really, does it really need fixing? Um, so for me, it's, the, the intention is always down to the individual and yes it can be that they have a um they've had an incident that I, I had i had a particular client who had an incident with their where they had dropped a vase or a bowl of some kind and the reaction of the mother um for that little young girl was very um upsetting because she'd gone out and you know she'd bro broken it and then she'd gone out and brought a new one and the mother was never never really gave her the response that she was looking for in her little head 
she had decided, okay, I'm just not good enough. I'm not worthy. Um, and she doesn't love me anymore. Okay. So that little story over time and the amount of attention that had been given mm -hmm. and the focus was making the story bigger and bigger and bigger and the emotional charge. So every time she would think about it, it would get a very upset, but that was then affecting the rest of her, you know, how she was involved and how she would um, behave with herself and anything that happened would always be, it's my fault. Yeah. And so for somebody else, they would just maybe wipe that off. It wouldn't have even bothered them. I'd be like, okay, so I broke a bowl. It doesn't really matter. So for everyone, it's different. Mm -hmm. Nobody is ever the same. And so the intention is purely just something. It can be, it can be anything that they need. It can be, I want to go into the intention and find out why is it that I'm I'm always doubting myself. Okay. Or why do I always procrastinate? Or why why did X, Y, or Z happen um, in this particular um, situation with my mo my fa mother, my father, my sister, um, any of the family dynamics? So there isn't. It's not like I have a you know a particular form formula that says hey, right. Um, we always go in with this intention and that applies to every single client that I deal with. No, the intention comes from them and they decide because it's very much their journey. I'm just the guide right. who's helping them to go um, within themselves deeper and to be able to look at themselves. And it's not all just journey. I also do life coaching. I also do you know, your traditional coaching, as, as you call it. So it is a combination of both things. Okay, very cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing with us. Um, I'm going to switch gears a little and yep. we're going to play a quick game. Um, and then I will let you um, let us know like your website or wherever you can be found. Mm -hmm. um, so the first question is drink of choice. Drink of choice. Yes. Ooh, okay. Coffee. Coffee. Yeah. Um, favorite movie or TV show or both. It could be an all-time favorite. It could be what you're watching right now. Oh, goodness me. Um, <laughs> God, I like so much. This is the, this, these sort of questions can really get me because I like so much <laughs> and I have to find a choice and I'm like, oh, which one, which one? Um, but the most recent thing that I've enjoyed watching was The Vikings. Okay. The series on, the, on Netflix. I've enjoyed watching that. A bit brutal Eric. at times, but I, yeah. I, I like the story, yeah. <laughs> I could see that. If it's Vikings, I could see it probably being brutal. <laughs> yeah, some of it I need to, you know, close or keep it with one eye and, and watch it. But um, the, the storyline itself was, was good, yeah. It's very okay. much about England. <laughs> um, what is some advice you give to your younger self? Hmm... that you are be you and express your uniqueness and never let anyone tell you that you're not worthy of that. I love that. Um, five words to describe yourself. Five words. Compassionate, sensitive, passionate, Q. 
curious and connected. Those are great. And I can see you being all of them too. Um, and the last one is what does success mean for you? Loving myself. That's great. It's an um, inward job. Success is an inward job. Yes. That's great. Inward contentment, <laughs> yeah. Um, and now is just the time if you want to let us know where we can find you. So um, you can find me at um, www.rachel-g.com. Um, you can find me at Instagram at Rachel G Healing. That's the same across the board also for Facebook and for TikTok. Um, and that's it, really. That's the only places that you can find me. But um, I think it's enough. <laughs> yes, I think that's plenty. Um, well, thank you for coming on and sharing your story and your advice. I so appreciate it. And I'm sure my listeners do, too. Um, all of her information will be in the description below and I will see you guys next time. Bye. Thank you.